Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me as always is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the um, Reginald to my Eva Marie. I don't know. <laughs> I, oh yeah. Okay, sure. Why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Steve? I'm a little sad, Tim. Sad. I invited a live audience to come to our recording and nobody showed up. Now, see, that is sad. Crowds are back. It's fun. Wrestling has been awesome this week. Um, I, I, I know you have to agree, right? I mean, wrestling was awesome this week. It was great this week. It yeah. was awesome. But yeah, the fact that nobody showed up for a live recording, I'm, tell you what, disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> I've got room for like three cars in my driveway. I don't understand. At least, and I could probably fit at least two or three people around my table. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's just us. Oh, well. You have Thanks to for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're kidding. Thank you for joining us. And actually, I did want to throw out there, I was looking at um, our page and, and where people are downloading from. And yes, we do have a majority of our listeners that are here in the States, but we do have some people in the, uh, in the UK that listen in. We've got uh, some in India. Wow. Russia, wow. Belgium, and newly, this one, I, we just popped up this week, we've got a listener or two in Australia now. Wow, awesome. That have, Welcome. Uh, well, they've at least checked out the show at least once or mm-hmm. twice. So, hey, we hope you come back and you listen more. We hope you like what you hear. But thanks. Uh, we're global. We are global. Yeah. Love it. Love Never it. been to any of those places. <laughs> yeah. Love to go to Australia, but hey, I've got a passport coming. That's true. You yep. will have the ability to I travel will. very, very soon. Yep. Um, I'll be able to pick up the Delta variant anywhere in the world. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, get vaccinated if you haven't. Keep wearing those masks. Stay safe, everybody. We're not quite through this yet. Um, although but we, crowds, <laughs> but crowds are back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully they're able to stay back. Hopefully they're able yeah. to stay back. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the show. We got to start with a three count, of course. And it was your challenge uh, from this past week. And we kept you kept it kind of simple uh, mm-hmm. as far as the challenge is concerned. It was our favorite Raw matches. Yep. Monday Night Raw. Straightforward. Very straightforward. And I, I love that. Uh, and I'll jump right in. My number three. And uh, we are going, and I say, I think we're going to have some crossover. I don't know if this will be the one. Um, but I do think there's going to be crossover. Uh, for me, it is going to 2016, November 28th, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Falls Count Anywhere. This match was amazing. In Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, my goodness. What a match. Um, I, I, I mean, these two have always had great mat- great matches. I mean, they're part of the Four yep. Horsewomen. I don't expect anything less. They are two of the best of all time in the women's division, period. You could, you could put them in best list that doesn't even have to 
be specific to women. Right. These two are fantastic. And this match was just, man, they went all over the place. It was a knockdown drag out. The, the bank statement with the barrier bar. Through, and the, through the, uh, the handrail bar. Yeah, the handrail bar. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was just insane. I loved it. Um, so entertaining. And they left it all out there for the fans and it was glorious we got to enjoy it it was so awesome um uh sometimes crowds get a little hasty with their this is awesome chance yeah like they're just so excited to chant that at anything that the yeah. first time something vaguely cool happens they chant these two earned those chants yeah in this well, the match, whole match. And, and, it wasn't and they got the them yeah right it was just the from start to finish incredible incredible from these two women uh that's why i made my number three i, I just absolutely love this match yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I popped big, too, because Sasha won the Raw Women's Championship that yes, night. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So very good memories, very good memories for that match. Awesome. Good choice. Uh, for my number three, I'm going a little further back. Okay. To 2001. All right. May 21st, as the two-man power trip, Steve Austin and Triple H defend their tag team championships against Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Mm, this yes. match was insane one of the greatest straight up tag matches of all time uh it wouldn't quite top the list but definitely my top five uh we had new tag champions that night as benoit and jericho get the win get mm-hmm. the titles uh you were invested because jericho and benoit hadn't quite broken through that glass ceiling yet either one of them and here they were against the top two names in the company yeah and even though you love those top two names, you loved Austin and, and Triple H, you wanted to see these other two guys break through and, and create some new top names. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like it would happen. Real, I mean, it kind of did, but one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it. Right. And when we saw it, it was a huge deal. And it was a great match. And it's just as famous as being the match where Triple H plants his leg wrong and tears his quad. Yep. This was his last match until the Royal Rumble of the next year. Uh, so a, a little bit of a damper on the match. Um, but uh, yeah, he, uh, they, they all, all four put on just one of the all-time great Raw matches, a match that um, people would still talk about if they felt like they were allowed to. This is our show. So I feel like I'm allowed to talk about that match here. Yeah. And so I'm going to. Um, and so, yeah, it's number three on my list. Yeah, and I mean, and and speaking to that, we're here to talk about the wrestling. What's outside of the business? Yes, obviously, there is a, a dark cloud surrounding Chris Benoit. Obviously, yeah. I feel like we qualify that every time we mention Benoit. And, yeah, and uh, I, I hate. Think, yeah, I hate that we have to keep doing it. Um, yeah, but just in case there's someone who maybe isn't familiar, you know, I don't want them to think we're not. What What happened outside the ring happened outside the ring. Yeah, personal. That we're just talking about the wrestling, and I mean to be honest, when when I was going through the list and thinking about the greatest matches for Raw, Ben was involved in a lot of contenders. Yeah, he really is. He was a fantastic wrestler. Yeah, um, I want. Uh, he had a match against Austin the next week. That's up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. hands down. But yeah, no, this match was insane. Yeah, like you say, Triple H. Uh, unfortunately, you know, yeah, he does get that injury finishes the match <laughs> yeah finishes them and takes a, a a lion tamer yeah walls of jericho oh i don't even oh, with man. a torn quad i can't yeah. even imagine the pain 
I just yeah. no. Um, but yeah, but then yeah, he would return to the Rumble to one of the biggest pops, yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, great choice, great choice for number three. Um, my number two, we're going to 2007, April 23rd. Oh, I know this. All right, I got gotcha. you. Oh yeah, Shawn Michaels and John Cena. Almost an hour. Almost an hour and entertaining from start to finish. And and I tell you what, uh, with we're going to be talking about Money in the Bank a little bit later. Obviously, it just went down. But you tweeted out or even put on Facebook a thing about, you know, listen to that crowd. People wouldn't be excited, you know, if he wasn't good. And yeah. people have ragged on Cena for so long and so long. Uh, that he couldn't wrestle and all this stuff, but obviously he's talented. He can. He's in some of the the best matches in history. Mm-hmm. He's another one that popped up a lot in this best Raw matches uh, uh, list contenders. <laughs> um, but yeah, this match, these two, good lord! I mean, Shawn Michaels, uh, shades of his prime in this match, just doing incredible yeah. things, and Cena proving that he could keep up. And like yeah. I said, it went almost an it was almost an Iron Man match without having to be one. Mm-hmm. Without without crazy. officially being one, and this was a rematch. Yeah, they just main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania twenty three. Yeah, weeks before this, I was there. Um, ah, <laughs> and uh, Sean gets his win back. At yeah, the this match on Raw non non title match here, and uh, Sean picks up the win. I always liked when they went overseas because they tended to focus more on wrestling and less on advancing stories. I don't know. People, uh, sometimes you want stories to advance, right? but we tended to get better TV matches when they went overseas than when they were domestic. And so uh, this was overseas and yeah, I, yeah, this exceeded my expectations. I didn't I mean, get anything this good. Yeah. And you could probably count on one hand uh, the list of matches that went close to an hour on raw. Oh, I can yeah. think off my top of my head. I can only think of maybe two. Right. Yeah. This one in the Iron Man match mm-hmm. uh, with Triple H and um, Benoit. Benoit. Yeah. Yeah. So goodness. But yeah, that, this was just so I love this match. It's great. Uh, I say that a lot. I love this match, but it's true. That's it's true. Well, while we're talking about it. It is. Um, but yeah, him, Sean hitting that that final sweet chin music pretty much when he's right out of gas right at the very end. And just so good. Yeah. Love, yeah, excellent. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yes, uh, my number two, eh, November 28th, 2016, Sasha Banks <laughs> and Charlotte Flair. Yeah, come on, this I match figured was that was incredible. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, the best of their matches, and that's saying something because they every match they had was at least very good, most of them great or better. Uh, this one was a classic, it was just straight up a classic. This falls count anywhere match, and they were. It was actually a rematch from earlier in the night where they went to a very fast double countout. And that was why the falls count anywhere rules were put into place Ah. for a rematch later in the night. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were using kendo sticks and they were doing moonsaults from the announce table to the floor. And like you said, the, uh, the bank statement through the, through the uh, handrail. Uh, and then at the end, Ric Flair comes out and congratulates Sasha, holds her hand up, holds her arm up in the middle of the ring to anoint her as uh, the new champion for, you know, a couple weeks. <laughs> we'll focus less on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, 
obviously, if you haven't seen this match, you need to go out of way out of your way to see it because we both put it on our list. Yes, yes, it's it's. I would almost say it's required viewing. Yes, I mean honestly, it is. It is one of my favorite matches. I mean, it, it's definitely in my top fifty all time. Oh yeah, easily, easily, probably. Yeah. I could probably say maybe top twenty five. Okay, maybe. yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, such a good match. Yeah. Loved every second of it. Um, my number one, um, 2012, May 28th, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, in what is a Matt classic. If you like technical wrestling, this match is bananas. Absolutely bananas. These two, this was, uh, Brian, they had had a few matches before, uh, but Brian was, if he wins, he would get another shot at the championship because Punk was the champion at the time. And they, I mean, just, I almost left me speechless just because it was almost, again, as we, you say, note perfect. It was like a dance where they hit every single move fluidly and perfectly and told the story in the ring. It was beautiful. I love, love, love this match. Brian picking up the win and would get his uh, rematch with Punk for the title. Uh, but yeah, this was, and it's it's, and we're going to talk in a little bit about this. These two obviously in the news this week. We'll talk more about that um, in a few minutes. But yeah, I just one of the best technical matches I think I've ever seen. Hands down. Yeah, uh, th- these two were great. Anytime they stepped in the ring together, I, I think mostly of their their pay, <clears throat> their pay per view matches, the uh, Over the Limit match, which I was at, and uh, Money in the Bank. Those are the two, especially the Money in the Bank. Uh, those are the two that stand out to me. But yeah, I mean this this was good too. And I mean it's Punk and it's Brian. Yeah, how can you not like it? You know right. it's going to be good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, pure wrestlers for sure, and that's what they gave you, and they made it good. They made it entertain. They made it entertaining. I'll eventually be able to talk on this podcast where we're required to talk um and uh yeah they delivered every time out so yeah absolutely good call all right my number one i think some people may know what i'm picking here i talk about this match a lot it's been my favorite raw match for 27 years let me guess let me guess uh bret hart yep one two three kid. Yep. Yeah. July eleventh, nineteen ninety four. Bret Hart versus the one two three kid. Uh, nothing has topped this for me. Uh, it was structured in a unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was face versus face, and they made it work. Uh, it was the first time that one two three kid felt like he, the character. I mean, not the performer. The character felt like he could sit in the upper echelon in the main event scene. Uh, Brett did that for him. Um, It was for the WWF championship. Yeah. This was the WWF championship match. And it felt like at times that the kid was going to win it. Yes. Yeah. Um, It it was just, and Brett as amazing as he was as a heel here, he was equally good as a face where he gets the pin early in uh, early ish in the match 
but the kid puts his foot over the bottom rope and the ref doesn't see it, but Brett sees it and he stops the ref and he says, nope, nope, shouldn't count. His foot was on the rope. He didn't want to win uh, like that. He didn't want to win like that. And, you know, you don't see that. I've, I've not seen that before or since. I've never yeah. seen that again. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I know I haven't either. Yeah. And uh, so they restarted the match or yeah, restarted the match and uh, it kept going and it, it was it was good stuff ending with the sharpshooter. Um, but uh, there were some tense moments there, some moments where you thought, oh, wow, is this is this going to happen for the one, two, three kid? And uh, yeah, um, Sean Waltman himself still talks about it and calls it his best match ever. And he's right. Yeah, I you can't argue that it is. Again, as I said with Punk and Brian, this match is almost perfect. From start to finish, uh, it was in. This was probably number four, five on my expanded list. This was definitely up there. Yeah, um, I knew it was going to be on. I, it was one of those I knew was going to be on your list. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, wow. And I, I remember watch. I remember watch. I do have memories of watching this match as it aired. Mm-hmm. Um. Early on in in my really getting into wrestling. And man, I thought the whole time I was pulling for the kid. I was just like, mm. I love the underdog. You know, I love yeah. a good underdog story. And I was like, man, he's going to pull it out. He's going to, oh, it's so close so many times. Yeah. And I, I was super invested watching this match at home. I definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, and then the next week, they delivered an excellent one on one match with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. The awesome. next week on Raw. And that was Sean Michael. Sean had been out of the ring largely for a, a little while. And it was, this was kind of him coming back to the ring. So it was a, a double treat. That was that was in contention for my list. Uh, Sasha and Asuka, the night after Asuka won the Royal Rumble, was yeah. in contention yeah. on my list. So as you, yeah. as you made a gesture as I was saying it, Punk and Cena. Punk and Cena. was yeah. a great match. Um I thought about the Shield versus uh, the Wyatt family. Oh yeah, yeah. Just from, yeah. I mean, there was it was a no. It, I won't say it was a barn burner of a match, but it was still, it was more the, uh, the spectacle of of them because they very their pay per view match was better. I think yes, the pay per view match was yeah. definitely better. Um, yeah, but a great match for Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one I almost put on there, but I stopped myself because I was like, okay, because the match itself wasn't really a match or that good but i loved the build to it uh, throughout the whole night and i guess it might be one of my favorite segments on raw was the night that stone cold was to take on mr mcmahon and then they kept giving him stuff that he had to do and at the end it was like one arm tied behind your back yeah i love that from start to finish but again not really a great match. That was right. A great yeah. story and a yeah. great build. Um, yeah, I think I, that was the first time in a while, though, that Raw won a, a rating segment over Nitro. Yes, I do believe you're correct. Yes, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, but with the Stooges and everything hyping up, man, I just I love that. But uh, yeah. a great, great three count this week. Uh, my challenge: we're going to keep it. Kind of easy, kind of straightforward. We're going to do the same thing, but we're going to do it with SmackDown this time. Let's pick our All favorite right. SmackDown matches. All right. Um, that'll be for not next week. Um, we are going to have a special show next week. It's just going to be a bonus episode where we're going to be talking about and doing a retro review of Bash at the Beach uh, 2006. Great American Bash. I'm sorry. Yeah, not Bash at the Beach. Sorry. Great American <laughs> yeah. Bash. What am I saying? Um, yes. Great American Bash. 
2006. Uh, we both have stuff going on next week, unfortunately. Uh, you're going to be out of town. Yeah, I'm going to be at my first comic convention in two years. Which so. is awesome. That is yes. awesome. Um, say hi to Tanar Conti for me. Yes. Um, yes. But, Won't and- be speaking to Sammy Guevara. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Just can't do it. Just can't do it, man. Nope. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Um, and then I've got just personal stuff going on, but we'll be back with you hopefully the week after. We should be back at our normal time, we hope. <laughs> we'll try to anyway. But life does get in the way, and that's just how it is. <laughs> it is. That is how it is. But let's jump into our – we have so much to talk about. Yeah. Because, wow, again, what a crazy, awesome weekend of wrestling and week so far with crowds being back. Um, and real quick, we'll, since we mentioned I'm going to get it out of the way early, um, Punk and Daniel Bryan in the news this week. Uh, now, again, we have no actual confirmations from, you know, official Anything. sources. Right. So a lot of this is just speculation. But if sources are correct, it is being reported that Daniel Bryan has already signed with AEW. And they're just waiting for whenever they'll debut him, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. And I, I kind of see, uh, I know with with Daniel or Brian, because I'm sure he'll probably come in as Brian Danielson, not Daniel Bryan, um, that he really just wants to have some knockdown great matches with people that he hasn't wrestled before. And I think AEW is going to be a good place for that to happen. Plus their working relationship with new Japan gives him another Avenue there. Um, So I think it does fit that he would go to AEW rather than returning to WWE. But who knows? Again, it's it, it's a question mark. Who knows if it's actually going to happen? That's why we say it's just speculation. But CM Punk, Sean Ross Sapp, who is a pretty trusted source. He doesn't just make stuff up. If yeah. he says that he believes it. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he has probably got it from someone he more than likely feels has a good hold on things, has said that CM Punk is in talks to return to the ring. Now we know CM Punk has been reached out to before and has been in talks to return to the ring in the past couple of years. Nothing has ever come to fruition, but it seems like this might be a little bit more serious and advanced along. Like this might actually be something that could come to fruition. Um, and I, most people speculate that it would be AEW, and I tend to agree because I, I don't know that I see him coming back to WWE mostly from because of what he said. He said, you know, he'll come back if there's a good enough story to tell. It's not really about the money. He's going to get paid. I mean, we know that. He's going to want to get paid. But for him to come back, it has to be worth it for him. And I don't know that there's a story in WWE right now that he feels he would be invested in. You know? And I agree with that. So if both of them end up in AEW... Good Lord, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, what would AEW be without, without ex-WWE stars? <laughs> well, that, that is the speculation, but, um, but I mean, they do have their own non-WWE talent that, I mean, their they, champion's not a they, WWE guy. Right, they do. Are they a draw? I don't know yet. Um, I, I, I feel like... I, I, I don't know that even bringing Punk and and Brian Danielson in would have long-term effects on 
ratings, I, I think they'd get a boost for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going to give the them beginning. a boost in ratings mm-hmm. and some ticket sales. But uh, um, I, I feel like most fans these days don't actually like wrestlers. I think they <laughs> like, they like companies. And so I, I think that people who aren't already watching AEW, they swear up and down that they love Brian Danielson. They love Daniel Bryan. If, if they've already declared to the world, they don't like AEW they're not going to watch AEW because they have to, they have to maintain this facade, the fanboy facade. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like how like the Microsoft and Sony battle. <laughs> yeah. I've it's never, never about that. the actual games. It's like, Oh, I'm, I, unless it's Microsoft, I don't care. <laughs> or, you know, See, same I, thing with I, Sony. I, if I had room for those gigantic machines, I would have both <laughs> of them. Um, and if you can find them, <laughs> and if I can find them, right. That too. Um, yeah, but that's just what I mean. How many? How often have we? You know, oh, I love Drew McIntyre. Love Drew McIntyre, but I haven't watched Raw in two years. Like, then you don't really love Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm curious to see if it would have any effect. And that's not a knock on AEW because um, it goes in every direction. I think. Yeah. Um, but we would get some great matches out of it. Um. Brian Danielson would get to have some different matches than he's been having. And I think he would enjoy that. And so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. Yeah. And plus you say long-term it's like, I think Daniel Bryan would be more of a long-term signing, but punk, mm-hmm. I don't know if that would be, you know, okay, I'm here for a six month special engagement kind of thing. And then I'm done. Right. Or would he be Who back knows? kind of full time? Who knows? That's yep. why we say it's just speculation, but it is, uh, everybody's talking about it in the news, so we figure we would too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely put worth our, mentioning. Put our two cents in there. But let's jump into the other stuff. Got to start off with SmackDown. The crowds were back, and for the most part, it was awesome. Yeah, they were into it. Um, they were very clear with who they liked. Mm-hmm. Um, they did unfortunately chant what, which made me instantly regret that they were back. Um, <laughs> They did it on SmackDown and on Raw. They were wadding John Cena on Raw. Like, what's your problem? Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely great to have them back, and they definitely added to the presentation as a whole. Yes, it was so awesome to, for that energy. The energy mm-hmm. is what really made it so good. Um, and the data. Yeah, because we we got to hear who they do really like because yeah. there was really no way to know. All we're seeing are the internet people for the last year. And it's and months. it's no longer like you know cheer dot wave files, <laughs> right? You know? Right, except for Jackson Riker. Because um, <laughs> I was looking in the crowd, no one was reacting to that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it. You know, we've had Twitter to see who people are, are liking or not, but that's such a small part of the actual audience. And it's honestly the part that really doesn't matter as much. Yeah. So hearing who the actual paying audience who isn't there to hate watch likes, that's important information. Yes, very much so. And boom, big return speculated on because he hadn't been on nxt for a while finn balor hello how you doing awesome Uh, make an excellent challenger for reigns yes yes he will and i mean 
I, didn't he beat Reigns for the belt initially when he first came into the main roster? Uh, no, he beat uh, Rollins. Oh, he beat Rollins. That's right. He beat Rollins. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. But I mean, he they... did beat Reigns in a match, though, not for the belt. Okay. It wasn't for the but belt. Yes. But they did yes. meet. Yes. Because Reigns was champion at the time. I think he had just lost it. It was the number one contenders match. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, happy to have Balor back. I love the, you know, the whole the prince persona mm-hmm. i liked a little bit that he's put on that and i yeah i think it, he and and reigns that could be a good program definitely yeah. a very very good program he definitely doesn't need to be the the dopey goofy smiling face that they had him as yeah before let definitely. him have that edge yeah yeah he needs the edge that's that's right for him and uh we had uh, of course before money in the bank it was moved off the pay-per-view we had bianca Taken on Carmella def- and Bianca defending her uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. And as we predicted, she won. Mm-hmm. And they've got another rematch coming up this week. At the festival. What's it called? Fe- yeah. Um, the one in Florida. The, the Get Loud. Um, I don't think it's Get I think it does have Loud in it, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're not cool enough, Tim. Yeah, we're definitely not cool enough to remember that. But no. the uh <laughs> but yeah, the uh the dual cast show that's going on this Friday, uh a couple matches Hi. from the festival and then a couple from uh the actual arena for the rest from, of the From what some people were saying, Bianca got the loudest pop of the night. Hmm. Which is saying something. I think yes. Kayla Braxton tweeted that. That uh Bianca got the biggest pop of the night, and that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. It's another star in the women's division, and they picked someone to put the belt on that uh, can can carry it. Yeah, to to carry it forward and and, and give it prestige. And you yeah. know, a believable champion is going to be a tough opponent to overcome once they have someone and they decide to take the belt off of her, whenever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's great that she got a great reaction carried over from WrestleMania. Um, Cause WrestleMania, let's be honest, that was kind of in a vacuum. Yeah. As awesome as it was to have the crowd back for WrestleMania, they were going to be hot for just about everybody mm-hmm. um, because it was the first time back. So now having them back again, it gives us a little bit more of a litmus test. And, and that's it, a different crowd. WrestleMania is a different crowd. Yes. Um, this is your more typical crowd. Yeah, this is more of your average crowd, whereas WrestleMania is, and plus there was a, a lot fewer being able to be, uh, a lot fewer tickets available, basically, yeah. to be sold uh, for WrestleMania. So, yes. Um, Percentage-wise, at least. Percentage-wise. the stadium, yeah. So, yeah, great to have Bianca getting that great reaction. I expect uh, she wins again tonight? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I, 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 we got a lot of returns this week, but there are a couple we didn't get that I think we were expecting. Now, one it, of them was Sasha Banks. Now, it is very possible that Bianca might not win. She's not losing the belt. Yeah. She won't lose the belt tonight. She could get, uh, or no, she could probably, st- it might be, be by DQ then. She'd win by DQ. But she's not losing the belt regardless of anything that happens. She's going to be champion walking out of SmackDown tonight. I'm very confident of that. But we could have Sasha Banks showing up. It is very, very possible. They uh, just released last Friday a new Sasha Banks shirt. And usually they do that when the person's going to be on TV wearing it. Yeah. So I was very surprised that she did not show up 
last Friday. Yeah. And I knew she wasn't going to when Bianca whipped Carmelo with the hair. And Michael Cole said, Sasha Banks, ask Sasha Banks how that feels. I'm like, he mentioned her. That's it. She's not coming out. Yep. Um, way to ruin that for me, Michael Cole, <laughs> by the way. Um, but I, I got to think she's coming back soon. Well, originally they had said she was They'd advertised. advertised. And, well, and I think I may have gotten the SmackDown she was advertised for wrong because it was the same one she was advertised the same night Cena was supposed to be on SmackDown. And that is this Friday is his first SmackDown back. I think they did advertise them both for that first show. Maybe. I, I don't think you were wrong about that, but that doesn't, you know, card subject to change. As they well, right, say. obviously. Yeah. So I would assume we're probably going to get her tonight. Hopefully. I, I hope so. But it would be weird for her to come back at a festival. Yeah. Although. Where, where it's not the, the wrestling crowd to, to react. That's true. Unless I mean, I don't know. Unless they want to play. Is Snoop Dogg at this festival? <laughs> oh, I, I, you know me. I've got the inside scoop. <laughs> on on this music festival that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> Oh, but, but yes, I, that is, that is uh, a good question. Would she show up at the festival? Maybe, maybe they're hoping for some, you know, wrestling fans to be there. I'm sure some will, but you know, a lot of them won't be. So I don't know if that's the place you bring somebody back. Yeah. And that is interesting. I'm interested to see how that crowd reacts to the matches that that they get tonight. So uh, definitely be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Um, I think Hit Row should be there. I know they're not on the main roster, but come on. Yeah, that actually that is that would that'd be so so smart of booking. Yeah, them on there. Yeah, and the exposure they would get would be amazing. Yeah. Um, By the way, I ordered the new Sasha shirt, of course, right? Yeah, and uh, I got it yesterday, and they had sent me a double extra large for whatever reason, which is way bigger than what I need, and. Um, Credit to WWE Shop. I sent them an email. We had a couple back and forth exchanges. Within 20 minutes of that first email, it was taken care of, and another one was on its way. Nice. So if you ever have a problem with something from WWE Shop, just send them an email, and I'm telling you, they're going to get it taken care of quickly. That's awesome. A lot of times customer service sucks for a lot of people. That's awesome that they they took care of you. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Liv Morgan. Speaking of crowd reactions. Yes. Liv is over like Rover. She didn't even wrestle, but once she got up and she started uh, brawling on the outside of the ring, you could hear the crowd support. Because she and um, uh, Zelina Vega were on commentary, correct? Yes. 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 And then they got involved with Tamina and all of that. Yes. And and Natty and yeah. Yeah. the, the the big thing was not even aired on television. It was the, the post-match interview with Liv that was on WWE.com where um, the, the crowd was so behind her, they started chanting, you deserve it, when she was talking about winning money in the bank. And it, it brought her to tears, to literal tears. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, a, it was, yeah, it was really nice, really nice because she is known as one of the hardest workers in the locker room. And I will say not only with her, but it was so touching to see several performers being 
literally moved to tears just because of fans mm-hmm. and reactions and to have that energy back. And a lot of people were very, very emotional about it, which was awesome to see. Yeah. They, they brought Liv out for, oh, they didn't bring her out, but they had a backstage interview with her at Money in the Bank, which they didn't do with the other people in that match. Um, so it feels like they know what they have with Liv now mm-hmm. and that we're going to be seeing good things from her, I hope. Yes, I, I think she is finally about to crest that horizon and uh, be put into a contenders program now the the issue you have i feel from a booking standpoint is bianca's a face live as a face yeah i just so, wouldn't have that program so i just build her and keep her strong for when the champions heal yeah yeah give her you know again you don't have to have good stories don't have to have a title involved right keep her in good programs she, she's already got a thing going with Zelina vega yeah so you could, you could ride that through SummerSlam at least. Yeah. So, and then you've got Carmella, you know, they're bringing more people up. Yeah. So um, plenty the, of options. The draft is right around the corner. Well, mm. supposedly it's getting pushed back a month from oh, okay. what they originally said, but again, that is, again, we're not sure. Yeah. Um, but originally it was supposed to be in September. Now they're saying not till October mm. is the speculation, but uh, who knows? Nothing official obviously has come out. But that's just what's being talked about online, I think, again, by Sean Ross Sapp, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Liv, over like Rover, loving it. I hope big, big things for her. She is yeah. fantastic. Um, and then I did not know this and didn't see either of these this week, so you have to talk to us a little bit about Talking Smack and Raw Talk having a little bit of a format change. Yeah, they're completely different shows. I, I, I don't know what the crowds coming back had to do with it, but it's more of like an ESPN type presentation where you've got two hosts at a table and then they throw to backstage interviews instead of bringing the talents out to sit at the table with them. Hmm. Um, So it's more of an overall recap of the major events of the show with a few quick backstage interviews Um, for, for uh, talking smack. We had Kevin Patrick and a new guy whose name is escaping me at the moment. They were at the desk throwing to Kayla for interviews. Then raw talk. um, We had Kayla and the new guy at the desk throwing to Kevin, throwing to different people, which was odd. (laughs) Kevin, one of them, Sarah Schreiber was one of them. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, I, I, that was a little odd, the discrepancy there. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's and I, I don't know that it's better or worse. It's just different. Uh, it does feel more like a sports show to me. Do you like it? I like it. Okay. Um, I, I got less Kayla on Talking Smack, which I didn't like. <laughs> uh, but I got more Kayla on Raw Talk, which I liked. Uh, there you so, go. So it, it so, cancels yeah. out. You know, right. it bounces out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out this week or go back and watch this past week's. Yeah. Um, very now. Do we still get you know the cool? Does it feel as cool like the almost half shoot interview type things? It does that? feel a little more like what you would normally see on a Raw or SmackDown. Okay, so that's so a little the, disappointing. It is. It is. The talent doesn't at least for the first go round. The talent yes. didn't quite get the the same opportunity to do their own thing. They didn't have as much time. More time was spent talking about what happened on the show than with the interviews. Okay. Yeah. So there is that. So time will tell as to 
how that goes. And maybe they're still feeling stuff out, you know, right. obviously. Right. But, but uh, let's jump into Money in the Bank. Man, this was a great pay-per-view. <laughs> there was a lot going on. Lots going on for this pay-per-view. Crazy craziness. You got, got to see most of it. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Because everybody had this problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think that really, for me, I'm, well, I guess for everybody, kind of right at the beginning of the men's money in the bank mm-hmm. yeah. is when that started to happen. Yeah. Um, almost text would be like, hey, is yours going crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Because yeah. at first I thought like, it was just my internet, you know? Right. Like, yeah, oh. I think that's what everybody thought. Yeah. I, I messaged my friend Mark. We were already talking. He said his was going nuts. And I said, all right, it's them, not me then. Yeah. Yeah. And this is again, as we, you know, this is the downfall of Peacock. Yeah. Because like people in the UK and overseas who still have the network, no problems with them. Right. Their feed. And that's why they fixed it. It's because they, f- they've switched us over to the international feed. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really sucks is you can't go back and watch what you missed. Oh, on later. Peacock. On right. Peacock. Yeah. So it's right. like, it's like, oh yeah, it screwed up those first ten minutes. Well, I can't back it up real quick, right? Like, like I could on the network. It's like, oh come on, man. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the network still being the network, or I mean, the Peacock still being inferior to what the network was. Yeah, especially <sighs> still from an or I don't know if especially, but still from an organization standpoint too, and trying to find what you're looking for. Yeah. I miss I miss the different categories and the the easy way it was, how easy it was to find what I wanted to find on the network yeah because finding stuff now can sometimes be a chore yeah <laughs> finding chore. raw was yeah. <laughs> like what that should be the easiest thing to find you have to go like into the the shows and then almost all the way down at the bottom of the page it's and like, some uh, of the pay-per-views they they, they have them pseudo alphabetized by yeah. show names but some of the pay-per-views they have alphabetized by WWE or WWF and yeah. other pay-per-views they have alpha- alphabetized by the name of the pay-per-view. Like over the, the limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you don't know which is which. You don't know which way it's going to have it. It's a mess. Yes, absolutely. I agree. So yeah. good Lord. Peacock, get your stuff together. <laughs> but money in the bank. Yeah. Um, the kickoff show. I mean, we get, we get down to business right in the kickoff because mm-hmm. we get it. We get a tag match. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we didn't predict this because we, did we even know about this match? This wasn't a, this wasn't yeah, announced until Friday, yeah. so yeah. we but as of recording, we had no idea this was happening. Yeah, um, but yeah, Mysterio and Dominic taking on the Usos, and the Usos picking up the win, getting dripped in gold. Yeah, man, um, gotta say it's a little weird though because when they first went after these titles roman didn't want them to do it and didn't want them to be champions and now he does yes and it is a little confusing and then we had a a little bit later in the show a backstage segment with him and he's like congratulating them glad you dipped in gold but you got what you want but now it's time for what i want and then it was like proud of jay but then jimmy was kind of like i'm still kind of you know Hesitant, and even Jimmy was like, "Oh no, 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 no! I, hey, I acknowledge you, dog. You're, you know, Oos, you, you, you're the head of the table." <laughs> but it was very unconvincing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. obviously, there's still story to be told with that family dynamic. That's as coming. long as they do it in a way that makes everything we've seen make sense. Yes, because uh, I'm very confused, and people have been behaving out of character, out of their established character. Yeah, 
So, yeah, I, I, it's like we don't know where that's going. Hopefully, again, hopefully they have a cohesive way they're going to tie this all together. Mm-hmm. So, waiting to see that. But, yeah, they do pick up the win in the belts. Um, match was good. I mean, it was entertaining. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, kudos to to Dominic, who continues to get better with mm-hmm. every time in the ring. Um, not quite on the level of the other three right now still. He's still learning. But he, Hell, yeah. But he is he is good. I mean, he's in there with Ray, who's one of the best. Yeah, um, and the Usos, I still think he he needs to work on his demeanor, just the way he carries himself and like his facial expressions. That's yeah. where he falls the shortest for me. Yeah, I I agree there too because sometimes it does kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they win in the pre-show. Usos are champs. The uh, the family is uh, the bloodline. Excuse me, the bloodline at this moment is dipped in gold. Um, next up, we get things started proper on the show with the women's money in the bank ladder match. I was really looking forward to this match. Is one of the. I mean, this was on. my most anticipated match of the show. Yeah, yeah. and of course, so for me, it was all downhill from here. <laughs> all downhill after this one. Um, yeah. Participants, of course, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, Zelina Vega, and Nikki, almost a superhero. I'm not going to call her Nikki Ash. <laughs> well, I think, look, we've got more evidence that they listen to our show because they're not calling her Nikki Ash anymore. Nope. They're, they're calling her whole... Nikki A.S.H. Ah, yes. What was I saying just last week? Yep. So some of those American mm-hmm. listeners we have, they're in Stanford. They're in Connecticut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're listening. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm come unhappy on. in life. <laughs> Hire us, please. Save us. Um, I, lo- I love the match. I thought it was great. Um, I loved Alexa Bliss. So did the, the crowd. Crowd loved her, too. Oh, my goodness. The pop she, she and got. Liv were the, the ones they loved the most out of this particular yes. group. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, everything Oscar did got a pop every time that Oscar got taken out or taken out of the ring. Boo. Yep. <laughs> you know, and everybody had to team up on Alexa Bliss. Uh, I liked the little spot with her and Zelina on the ladder. Mm-hmm. And she gets her to, she possesses her and gets her to go down and then quickly yeah. climbs back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have to agree with, uh, I think it was Michael Cole on commentary saying, uh, that Natalia was pretty much the MVP of keeping people from getting to the yeah. top of the ladder. She was Although, always there. I got to say, though, Tamina and Natalia did not get the reaction they got at WrestleMania. No, no, they did not. They, they <laughs> didn't get much of a reaction at all, really. That's very true. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I think those belts are, I think, uh, as sad as I say, I think they're placeholders right now for the tag team championships for the women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that those belts are going to change hands. I would bet in the next couple weeks. I almost think before SummerSlam. Two. <sighs> Shotzi and Tegan. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I kind of see that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you mean you mean Shotzi and Knox? <sighs> Say it right. Uh, frustration. <laughs> um. But yeah, so lots of great moments in this match. They pile all the ladders on top of Alexa Bliss to keep her down, kind of a la Seth Rollins putting all the chairs on top of the Fiend in the Hell in a Cell match. Right. Um, and chairs we get that weigh like two pounds each. Yeah, we get all three. We get three ladders in the ring. All the other women climbing up, uh, two on each ladder, and they're all fighting and fighting and fighting. And then Nikki Ash is like, 
all right, well, nobody's going to pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to climb up here and grab yep. the belt. I love the finish. I thought it was creative. The I briefcase, thought it was briefcase. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the briefcase. I thought it was hysterical. I loved it. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. I was kind of hoping for a Nikki win. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I didn't yeah. predict it. But right. who did you predict? I got to say, as I was watching the show, I forgot who you predicted. I predicted Liv. Oh, Liv that's right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, without knowing it, predicted Tamina. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but to be honest, would you have predicted Nikki? No. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so for the results wise, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, love the match. Uh, love uh, the winner and the finish. Uh, congratulations to Nikki. Um, and like I say, backstage, apparently McMahon is real high on the character of Nikki ASH. Yeah. Um, from both a, I think mostly it's, because of marketing it's like he sees mm-hmm. her as being able to move some merchandise mm-hmm. and i mean back in the day that's kind of what decided everything <laughs> she's a natural for action figures that's for sure yeah so yeah. uh we'll see where that goes um let's see next up tag team title match for the raw tag team championship aj styles and almost taking on the viking raiders eric and ivar and we both predicted aj styles and almost to win and they did Uh, and it kind of a little longer than i thought yeah i I expected this to be a little bit shorter but i'll tell you what talk about crowd reactions the crowd loves aj styles yeah yeah that's no surprise yeah yeah um so i i almost feel that we might get a turn for them and they might take them and be more of a face team rather than a heel team maybe Um, i think they need to let the crowds kind of get yeah novelty out of their system if it continues basically yeah it's like but i think it does make them take notice yeah a little bit but um yeah the match went a little longer than i than i thought uh or expected but it did end how i expected it with almost just overpowering um and i can't remember who it is he pinned but after that like choke slam bomb Mm -hmm. whatever he calls it but yeah i think uh, it was eric i'm not gonna swear to it <clears throat> but yeah, so predicted that one as we thought. Next up, we have the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley with MVP taking on Kofi Kingston, and ended how we expected uh, with uh, with Lashley winning. That's what we thought would happen anyway. Uh, almost shades of uh, Lesnar and Cena. Very yeah. close. It was a almost a squash. Yeah, <laughs> almost a squash um because three think, dominators yeah three dominators followed and, by the uh yeah the full the the full nelson the uh uh the hurt lock hurt lock yeah yeah which i think he did twice he put it on then decided no he wanted more punishment let him out the first time yeah then kept hitting the dominators and then again is man really solidifying bobby lashley as that monster heel character yeah. which I, I i think is good yeah. Um, and I think they have a lot of interesting ways they can take some stories from here because of this. We'll get more into that when we talk about Raw and more stuff later in the show. Uh, but next up, Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. Both got it wrong. Man. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Now, the, the, I, the match was awesome. I was saying, yeah, like, the match was was good. I think their best match that they've had. Yes, the match was good te- from a technical standpoint, performance standpoint. Although Charlotte great. Charlotte put the figure eight on the wrong leg, but 
Well, yeah. No. <laughs> like like father, like daughter. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte Flair ended up winning by submission. That also, I, just, mm, mm-hmm. I would have much preferred this to have been a pinfall victory with her winning mm-hmm. rather than a submission. Uh, at least we have the story that with, you know, Rhea's leg being hurt and the spot with the ring steps. and Yeah. But still, again, the mishandling of Rhea Ripley. Oh, uh, my God. I mean, really, of most anyone who isn't Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. It's like, I, oh, man. Now, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave that speculation for later. But, yeah, I just feel that this was just the wrong call. It really was. And again, why why bring these people up if you're not going to build them up? You know, yeah. it's like, what's the point? You basically bring them up to be job. I mean, well, I mean, look at Oscar in the past few months. Yeah. It, and somebody's going to say, well, Rio was champion that that she's not. I mean, that how much higher can you get? But she wasn't a strong champion. Yeah. Again, there are there are uh, losses that make you look good. And losses that make you look bad and weak. And unfortunately, I think this is one that makes her look weak. I think just the fact that she constantly loses to Charlotte. Yes. Um, I mean, and, uh, you can sit there and hope that it has something to do with long-term storytelling, but let's be honest, it probably doesn't. Probably not. Their track record of late doesn't point to that. No. Um I mean that by WWE creative, not the two ladies in question. They're doing what you know creative has told them to do. So, right. um, but yeah, so Charlotte wins. Neither of us called that one. So at the moment, we are still tied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's move into uh, the month. Uh, the months. The men's money in the bank ladder match. We had Drew McIntyre, Biggie, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, uh, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Riddle, Matt Riddle. And Seth Rollins, and again, very entertaining match. It was good uh, for me. It was probably my favorite match of the show. I think. Yeah, uh, some insane spots. Yeah. Oh, that the uh, the Kevin Owens power bomb mm-hmm. into the oh man, that one just ugh, that made me cringe yeah. a little bit. But Ricochet and that uh, springboard. springboard. Uh, somersault yeah, yeah whatever yeah, that was amazing that man is just crazy crazy good in athleticism yeah and um yeah uh and i got this one right i picked biggie and yeah i am thrilled i am thrilled that they gave biggie the money in the bank contract i if i'm booking this which i'm not and obviously it probably won't go this way after goal wow well, okay i'll save it <laughs> Let's wait okay. till we talk about <laughs> Raw. Okay. Then I'll talk about that. Um, yeah, Biggie, congrats. Huge, huge congrats to Biggie. Uh, I think he was the right choice for the win here, personally. Um, yeah, I think he was. Um, I, I think several of them could have been considered right choices, and he was one of them, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you predicted Riddle? I, I predicted Riddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Who had a good showing. He had a great showing mm-hmm. in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I say, very entertaining match. Uh, Where is Randy Orton? Nobody's yeah. talking about why Randy Orton's not on TV. Yeah, we just know he's off, but we haven't, no one, even speculation online, I haven't seen anybody have a solid theory as to nah. why he's gone. I haven't uh, even seen anybody asking the question. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully it's not injury related. 
Yeah. Um, although typically when it's an entry, we've heard something by now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, yeah. But whatever it is, hope everything's okay. Yeah. First and foremost. Let's move on to the main event, which was Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defending his Universal Championship against Edge. Um, and this was at least a four-star match. This was really good. I thought it started out slow and then picked up. I, I, I think it could have they could have shaved off a good eight minutes or ten minutes, and it would have been better. But it ended up being good at the end. Yeah, and actually, as you said, it is kind of true because I was kind of surprised because they ran well past the eleven o'clock hour. Yeah, with the pay per view, which I thought was a little bit surprising. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns ends up picking up the win by pinfall. Um, and uh, as soon as he was still standing in the ring and reached for the mic, I was like, we're not done. In my head, I was like, we're not finished. We're not yeah. finished. There's a surprise. Someone is coming out. And boom, John Cena. Yeah. Returns to WWE. Uh, doesn't say anything. Just comes in, gives a you can't see me you know, panders to the crowd after the cameras stopped rolling. Uh, people in the crowd reported that, you know, he cut a promo about uh, he's going to be on raw, which of course they announced that he would be, and he shows up on raw. Um, but yeah, awesome to see him back. Huge pop from the crowd, man. They've been starved for some Cena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huge pop. And yeah, I'm just sick of people pretending that they don't like Cena or that they think Cena sucks. Yeah. Um, was always crazy about Cena's booking, and we've talked about that before, but that yeah. doesn't reflect on him. Uh, the show's better when he's around. Yeah. Simply put. And because and yeah. he, he loves the business. He really cares mm-hmm. about the business. That's why he keeps coming back. Um, and yes, I... He and Rhea also have the same haircut. It is very true. <laughs> Yep, him and Rhea Ripley sharing the same barber at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I love Money in the Bank. I thought it was a fantastic show from start to finish. Um, it was very solid. Like none of the matches made my 2021 list, right? But it was very solid. Like nothing was bad, and everything was at least good to very good. And I, I guess, thought, yeah. and with the crowd back, it's like the energy made it special. Yeah. That's what yeah. made it really good for me. Right. Um, but yeah, loved it. Uh, let's take that uh, trip down for our stardom break. What you got on the stardom side for us this week? Uh, some some developments here. We've still got uh, <laughs> just something a little a little funny. Micah's taken a different approach to uh, recruiting Momo to Donna Del Mondo. And now she has professed her love ah. to Momo. <laughs> so Micah loves Momo and is going to love Momo no matter what. <laughs> and <laughs> still not working. Momo's like, get away from me. Um, but it's still going and it, it's, it's very endearing and very charming. And it's, it's the first time we're seeing personality out of Micah. And so I like it for that reason too. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But we had a title change. Ooh. Unagi Sayaka defeats Mina Shirakawa. Ah. In Mina's first Future of Stardom title defense, uh, again, both in the Cosmic Angels. And so uh, Unagi is now the future 
of Stardom Champion. Uh, I predicted Mina, so little surprised by it. But uh, they 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 hugged it out at the end. No no teasing a breakup or anything. So uh, that's good. And um, Mina, like I said last week, only had a few months that she could even hold that title anyway. Uh, Nagi's got a year that she can hold it. So um, probably makes more sense so that Mina wouldn't have to just give the belt up at some point. Um, so good for Nagi. It's you know she's getting some singles wins under her belt. Her, her championship belt now. Um, yes. So uh, hopefully she really is going to be part of the future in a, in a big way. And Mina too, hopefully. Um, on that same show, the main event was the five-on-one Oedo Tai versus Mayu Watani match. Ah, uh, yes. For the fate of Starlight Kid. Um, this was done as a gauntlet match. That's okay. how they, they went about it. And it was over the top row, but you could also pin or make your opponent submit so whichever the order that they went in was very odd to me they didn't start like with the least of Oedo Tai and then work their way up it was very odd um the, the fifth one was Ruaka who again I don't think has ever won a singles match so I don't know why you would save Ruaka for last yeah why is she batting cleanup <laughs> right so I was very confused by the order here um but on top of that she got DQ'd <laughs> so yeah so um Mayu got a couple of over the top rope eliminations she got a pin and got a submission and then got a DQ um but a win's a win so uh, she did win the match and Starlight was on the outside watching this play out the whole time. She was not part of the match. Okay. And so um, Mayu gets on the mic and says, all right, I won. Uh, what do you want, Starlight? Do you want to stay with the cheaters who use weapons or do you want to come back? And Starlight gets on the mic and she, she draws it out. She drags it out. Um, but she says, I want to stay with them and I want to make my own name for myself. And if I get to the point where, not not if, but when you and I are considered to be on the same level, then we can stand side by side again. And uh, so, yeah, she she made the choice. Mayu gave her the choice, and she made the choice to stick with Oedo Tai. And, uh, yeah, so right now, Stars only has three active members. Jungle Kiona is still out. And uh, Saya Ida, who was the previous Future Stardom champion, she's still out. So uh, Stars went from like nine members to, to three wow. <laughs> in a matter of months. So we'll, we'll see if they do anything else to fill out the the ranks or if I would love to think Jungle Kiona is coming back soon, but I don't think she is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that was a that was a big a big event there. Uh, not long the the next night the next night surprising to me starlight kid got a wonder of stardom championship match against tom nakano wow it wasn't built to it wasn't it it may have been announced it's hard to keep track of those things over here in america but uh yeah suddenly boom tom versus starlight for the title uh i didn't know what was gonna happen here new champ new champ nope tom Tom retains (laughs) third successful defense, but it was due to backfired interference from Oedo Tai. Ah. Um, 
I mean, this was a great match, and both Tom and Starlight are, are great talents. I would have held off on this for a while. Like this, I was so surprised by this. This to me felt like a pay-per-view match. Yeah, like something you could really build to, especially with the story with Starlight. Yeah. So they, I was surprised by how they just threw it out there. Now there aren't going to be any title matches for a while because next week the Five Star Grand Prix starts up. Uh, everybody's in the Five Star Grand Prix, including the champions. So, well, not everybody literally, but the champions are. So this was the the last title match until Octoberish after after the the tournament's over. Um, but I, I I almost feel like I would have built Starlight and maybe had her eventually be the one to take the title from tom i think it would do a lot to to establish her as the main eventer that she's showing us she can be now that doesn't say that doesn't mean that she can't still be the one to eventually take it from tom but i would have saved this match because i think i think it can get you some money especially if you haven't seen it before yeah i agree so odd odd choice but it, it was a great match um I'm, they're, they're still posting stuff. That's the only match they've posted from that show, and they've only posted three from the show before it. So weird. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I've watched everything they've posted so far, but I'm missing some stuff too. So if there's anything else, I'll talk about it, uh, well, uh, in two weeks, I guess. Yep. Might have a lot to talk about by then. Might have a lot, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks for the stardom update. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Uh, speaking of cool stuff and something we don't talk about very often here, we got to talk about some impact. They had the big anniversary pay-per-view uh, over the weekend as well. And uh, we got some big returns and debuts. From, for... from, from shows that we do cover. Yes. So um, you had, uh, well, I'm trying to, th- what was his real name? Zack Ryder, but that's not his name, <laughs> like really. Oh, um, <laughs> I would have known it if you hadn't. If I hadn't <laughs> Because uh, um, he's taking on Nick Gage this weekend, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Zack Ryder was uh, taking on um, former tag team partner. Uh, Matt it, Cardona. Matt Cardona. Yeah, Matt Cardona. Taking on, uh, is it Brian um, Myers? Brian Myers. Uh, and Kurt Hawkins, Kurt Hawkins, yes, yeah. And Myers had oh, who was his tag team partner? Now I can't remember. This anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but it was going to be a mixed tag match, basically. And mm. um, uh, Matt was like, "I've got," it was like, "I found somebody to be my partner, my tag team partner," and out comes the hot mess, his fiance. Chelsea Green, who of course had recently just debuted at Ring of Honor, uh, and now she's over in Impact, and apparently she's going to be there to stay and for more stuff coming up, um, which is awesome. That she even cut a promo after they pick up the win, uh, but she cut a promo about wanting to go after the uh, the Impact Women's Championship. So Diana Perazzo, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going to be cool. Speaking of Diana Perazzo, she of course. Uh, was on the card and uh, she had a mystery opponent. Lots of speculation. Who's it going to be? And it's Thunder Rosa stepping in and they had a great match. I would not have called that. I definitely did not. Yeah. Not one of the people I had in my mind thinking of who might show up. So that was a cool surprise. And also furthers that there's a lot more to this AEW 
impact relationship and even nwa well, and thunder rosa just signed with aew officially yeah officially yeah. so uh lots of good uh collaboration going on uh and also with new japan as we will find out more later too um but yeah they have a, a, a great match diana Parazzo ends up picking up the victory afterwards as she's about to get on the mic and i guess kind of celebrate Hardcore Country comes on and a returning Mickey James is in the impact zone and she's out there and she wants to, she was going to, as she said, was going to invite Deanna to be a part of Empower, the all-female pay-per-view that she is uh, um, in charge, producing, in charge of with NWA coming up in August. And uh, Deanna kind of, Cuts her short before that. Like, why are you out here? Blah, blah, blah. Starts insulting her. One thing leads to another. Mickey gives her a kick to the head. (laughs) So obviously, they were going to have some tension there. Uh, I did see a segment backstage, kind of a backstage segment where Gail Kim and Mickey James interacting. And Gail's like, that's not what we we had planned. That isn't what you were supposed to do. She's like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. I'll make up for it this week. So I'm interested to hear what happens on Impact this or i guess what just happened last night but i haven't had a chance to watch yet right um to see uh what does it hasn't aired yet yeah (laughs) technically hasn't aired yet but yeah you know (laughs) but um but yeah really cool to have them uh a part of the show uh and uh impact seems like the place for mickey it just does yeah uh i mean she was such a big part of their women's division Mm -hmm. uh when they were coming up and it feels right to have her back. I think this is going to be a great working relationship to where we can get some of these women in, at the Empower event mm-hmm. uh, for that. Because obviously, we're not going to see any actual WWE contracted stars be able to be a part of that event. Nah. It sucks that they can't, you know, ease up and let them because I think that's going to be, you know, basically it's it's kind of uh, evolution too. Mm-hmm. You know, an all, a second all women's pay per view. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so that would be great, but obviously not going to happen. But it's great that we're going to get to at least see NWA, Impact, and AEW, and probably some uh, Japanese stars as well, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, uh, but also, oh, did oh, we- Maki Ito. Why hasn't AEW signed Maki Ito? Yeah. Like, where is she? Why are you not signed? Come on. But I would love if, like, her, Rio, um, mm. you know. I know you love Rio. Yeah. Yes, love Rio. Uh, and like a Karoshida, if they can be a part of the Empower event, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. If they can yep. get some more of the women from uh, Ring of Honor involved, mm-hmm. also be great. But uh, also, we had a, a we're going to say another mystery uh, partner for Falaba in the tag team match, the Four Corners match for the tag team uh, titles for Impact. Um, TJP, of course, out with injury, so he had to have a mystery partner, and he says comes out and he's like you thought i couldn't find a partner but i did and there is no 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 way jose that i couldn't find a partner and out comes no way jose complete with the conga line he seems like a good fit for impact wrestling he really does how can you do the same gimmick though well that's true (laughs) there 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 are some questions there (laughs) um but i i don't know uh, but I, I think that will be a good fit for him. I think he could be a, uh, a very Scott good Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Yeah. Kind flashbacks. Of yeah. A little bit. Uh, 
But yeah, but then uh, one of the other bigger ones for those on the independent and the New Japan scene, Jay White shows up after the main event. Uh, Jay White, of course, uh, part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I don't know exactly which title is it that he holds. It might be their intercontinental belt. Um, but he comes out. He is part of the Bullet Club in New Japan, which, of course, Kenny Omega and uh, the Good Brothers have been a part of that in the past. And so they kind of left that question as they went off the air. Is he going to be with them? Is he not? So I'm interested to see where they go forward with that as well. But that was kind of of note. But lots of good things happening on Impact as well. So again, like we said, such a great week for wrestling. Lots of returns, mm-hmm. lots of debuts and surprises. Let's jump over to NXT from just a few nights ago. And uh, we got to talk about, uh, you know, L- LA Knight, Law Knight, and uh, Cameron Grimes, the butler. And this whole story that they got going on, and I, I like it. I, I really like it. I like LA Knight has some unusual expectations from his butlers. That's true. Very <laughs> true. Um, it starts off, they pull into the arena. Of course, uh, uh, you've got Grimes driving LA Knight, and they get out, and he's telling him, Get the bags. And, you know, sweetest can be Drake Mavericks. Like, hey, this guy, I'm going to help him out. I'm going to help him get the bags out. LA Knight doesn't like that, says, no, that's his job, and now you and me are going to meet in the ring. <laughs> so, okay. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and he's a matchmaker. And he's a matchmaker, apparently. You just call your shot. <laughs> yeah. hey, me and you, we're wrestling. Um, it's so odd when you have an obvious, you know, general manager <laughs> yeah. of the show that kind of has to sign off on these things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we do get a match between Drake Maverick and LA Knight, and uh, I love the bits with Grimes. The crowd is loving Grimes and yeah. LA Knight hates the fact that they're chanting for him, telling him to keep holding up the belt, which ends up backfiring on him mm-hmm. as uh, uh, Drake Maverick picking up a victory, yep. pushes him into the belt and then rolls him up for the one, two, three. But the story really comes after the match. He starts beating him down. And of course, Grimes comes in and says, no, no, stop that. Stop that. That ain't cool. He's had enough. And then LA Knight's like, no, now you're going to do it. And of course, you, you know, you, you see him wrestling with the decision. He's like, you're a man of your word. Cause it looks like he might come to blows with LA Knight. But he says, you're a man of your word. Prove it. Punch him. You got to do what I tell you. And he does. And they leave. So they're starting to put some layers on this. I really like it. Um, very interested to see where we go next and how yeah. long this, cause you know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. We know what the end content is here. Eventually, He's going to have enough, and he's going to beat the trash out of LA Knight. Right. <laughs> that's that's what we're gearing for. Yeah, but how long I, I, we, do we get there? Is the question. And and I like that they're using Drake Maverick for something because with his tag team partner now gone, yeah, it would have been very easy for him to be ignored. And I, I'm I'm glad that he's in the midst of this, and hopefully it wasn't just for one night. Yeah, and he's inter- he's good in the ring, and he's entertaining. I like Drake yeah. Maverick a lot. Mm-hmm. He's uh, unique. Yes. Uh, so hopefully, yes, not just a one night thing. Hopefully, maybe they can keep continuing him into this storyline. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Um, we'll jump over. We had a big title defense. Raquel Gonzalez defending her NXT Women's Championship against um, Zaylee. Zaylee. Ah, like I was going to say Io Shirai, but no, that's not right. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, Zaylee. Um, Hard hitting match. A scary moment during this match too. Still, I'm not sure what happened, really. I mean, it, it was off basically a senton that Raquel did 
to Zyali and something happened. Yeah, and again, I don't think this was part of the normal match. I think this was no. something that they had to kind of I don't and maybe end up calling on the fly. I don't know. I couldn't tell, but I wondered that too, yeah. Although I I I don't think they had plans to take the belt off Raquel at this point. No, I don't think that either, but I wonder if if it ended differently than the way it was supposed to or, or yeah. something like Because they went straight to the finish after this. Yeah, because I would have almost thought at some point we would have seen Tian Sha, mm-hmm. you know, in some form, but that never got to there. And so that it would have been a little more competitive at the end. Yeah. So after after she was after Zaylee was hurt, Raquel just finished her. Yeah. So hopefully everything's okay. We haven't heard anything as of recording uh, about any official injuries or anything like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully fingers crossed, everything's okay with Zylie. Hell of a performer. This I was is right look- after she uh, knocked uh, Mercedes Martinez out too. Yeah. So this uh. is, uh, okay. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. not a string of injuries going to happen here, but um, interesting to see where we go with uh, Raquel. And she's been re- rumored too of all these people that they're talking about rumor about bringing up to the main roster her name's been thrown in there a lot too yeah uh which i again it's like why are you doing it to your champions so soon yeah, <laughs> yeah. why are you making them champion if that's what you're going to do yeah which kind of shows that i think a lot of these call-ups are kind of on the fly mm-hmm. and are like quick turnaround decisions that haven't been long-term planned out yeah um but then we get some more story with Carrion uh, Cross and uh, Samoa Joe. Of course, uh, he choked out Joe at the end of uh, the Great American Bash uh, the previous week. So we knew there was going to be something of that. Joe starts off the show calling out Cross, calling out Cross, and Regal's like, "Hey, you have to handle this professionally. Don't turn into a brawl. You can't do this. You can't do this." And Joe's like, "Well, I'm gonna give him a response." <laughs> he gets here, and they drag it out to the end of the show. Cross never actually makes it into the arena. Um, Joe comes barreling down to the ring at the end of the, uh, the previous match, uh, with Raquel and, uh, Zaya. And he's like, cross, get out here, take your ass whooping time to happen. And then we get cross on the video and he's choked out William Regal and kind of gets in his car and zooms away as Joe chases him out. Obviously we are setting up for these two to go at it. Mm-hmm. That is obviously yeah. the direction we're going. Um, how they get to it, I don't know. Will it be for the title? Will it be a grudge match? What are we going to get from Regal as far as, because he, you know, he said it that night. is like, that's not what you're here for. You're here to be an enforcer. This is, you're not here to compete. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see where we go with that. And this will, of course, tie in a little bit as we're going to talk about Cross on Raw a little bit later. Um but yeah, so NXT is a good show overall, I think, from start to finish. I really liked it. I, uh, we got Odyssey, Odyssey Jones in mm-hmm. uh, his first match in the breakout tournament. And man, he's a powerhouse. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> man. Yeah. I like that. I like that finish. That kind of, uh, I don't know what you even call that. Um, yeah, I... Uh, like a, I'd stepped out of the room. I heard it. I had the sound on, but I, I stepped out of the room for a moment. It's almost like, um, uh, what's the move? Is like when you're, it's not a, it's not a back body drop because you're not flipping them, but you just lift them up and then drop them down face first on their stomach. Oh, oh, uh, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know that I've ever heard that called anything, but just kind of like a well, like a just a front flat yeah. bump, basically. Like, but as he picks him up, he then positions himself into a rock bottom, and rock uh, bottoms him on the way down. Okay, uh, was kind of what it looked like, but it looked really cool. I dug it. But yeah, I think uh, I think I got big plans for him. He's another one that they've rumored about getting a real quick turnaround and jump to the main roster. He's had some dark matches. Who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. But I was impressed with getting to see him. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, that was NXT. There's some other stuff that happened, but we got so much to talk about. We can't get through it all. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump over to AEW, who had a fantastic Fighter Fest night too. Lots of stuff going on here. Um, uh, for me, we had the first trial for Jericho in his late five labors that he has to complete so he can face MJF. And it was a chairs match against um, Sean Spears with the stipulation that uh, Jericho couldn't use a chair. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, was- and by the way, I was trying to think of a similar match last week uh-huh. that we'd seen before. And uh, Mark reminded me it was the Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler that had a match similar to that. Okay, yeah. Where it was basically no DQ for Dolph. But not, but not for, for Drew. Drew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is a entertaining match. Uh, I tell you what, Jericho kind of just, you know, dunking on the haters and saying, yeah, you say I can't do stuff. He did a picture-perfect moonsault. <laughs> not moonsault, mm-hmm. but... Um, well, he did a good moonsault, but uh, the Frankensteiner. Mm. The turnbuckle Frankensteiner to Sean Spears, that was great. Something I didn't know Jericho still had in him at 49, 50 yeah. years old. He <laughs> um, goes back and forth, and eventually he gets the Judas effect, picks up the victory. MJF comes out. It's like, you know, shut that music off. Okay, you got your first one, but now you got your second labor coming up, and I want you to see who it is. And out comes Nick freaking Gage. <laughs> Deathmatch yeah. specialist. Oh, my God, what are we going to get next week on Dynamite? A bloodbath. Someone yeah, might die in the you, ring. <laughs> before we started recording, I was telling you, this makes me not want to watch. Yeah, because uh, this could get gruesome. Uh, Other than I just, I want to see Nick Gage lose. Well, that's true, too. Because um, yeah. obvious, I mean, and again, like I said, I think it's obvious Jericho's going to win. He's going to mm-hmm. get to MJF. Yeah. Unless you're going to swerve us all and he gets beat in the second week. It's like, okay. <laughs> You've run out of lives. It's done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. Um, but like I said, when we were talking, it was like, what are levels three, four, and five? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jitsuke Akata? Are we bringing more people from New Japan and outside? Like, good Lord. Yeah. I- I'm not a Nick Gage fan. I don't think he's a wrestler. I. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 thanks. I just want to see him. I just want to see him lose so I can see all his little fanboys cry on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've seen maybe one or two matches, and yeah, it, they're not for the faint of heart. It's just, it's a, a there's no of, art. Yeah, it's a type of wrestling that's more shock than anything. That's yeah, that's there's no is. art to it. There's no creative aspect, no creative component. There's at no least, storytelling. Like at least as and, and we'll jump right into what was the basically the main event of Dynamite, which was the IWGP um, United States title uh, defense Moxley defending against um, uh, Lance Archer. And this got wasn't quite a death match. Well, actually, it was it was a Texas death match. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and not, this, not the same thing though. Not not not, not what not the same. Does. Not not yeah. what Nagage does. But this is the type that at least there is some art to it. I you know I yeah. like the the storytelling. Yeah, the storytelling, and surprising me and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. New champion. Yeah. So a New Japan Pro Wrestling belt changed hands on AEW Dynamite. If you needed proof that there is a very, very good working relationship between these organizations, here it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just letting your belt show up on there, but letting it change hands between people on their roster. <laughs> is it always a rule that you can lose by 10 count? With the Tex- with the Texas death match, yes. Okay. It is uh, the, the way to win a Texas death match. It either has to be by submission like they have to quit or they have to not be able to answer a 10 count. Okay. So they protected uh, Moxley. Yeah, they protect because Moxley because he get, wasn't unconscious. He got caught up in barbed wire and couldn't stand up. Yeah. So yeah. it still protects him. Um, well, that's brutal though. Seeing that barbed wire that was most definitely oh, yeah. on his skin and the blood. better him than oh. me. That's for yeah. sure. Ooh, goodness. I've um, had enough with bees. <laughs> bees are enough for me. <laughs> bees. Uh, yeah but man i I do like that match i thought it was great uh again surprising that that lance archer picks up the win and is the new champ uh i think it's good though i like i like them elevating him because he is a monster and someone they could really uh push big and could be a big deal i don't think they booked him strong enough lately so yeah this can help yes um other uh, news of note from aew of course Britt baker retaining her title in a great match with nyla rose um, the lock jaws, I, that's what we were trying to think of. Yes, lock jaw. Can I say that that knee drop from Nyla's got to go? Okay. Where she drapes him across the top. And oh, then, yeah. And then yeah. takes the next three weeks to climb to the top turnbuckle while they just hold themselves in position. Yeah. that Got to go. That's got to go. I Do agree. something else. Yeah. Um, Other than that, it was good stuff. Yes. Um and I'll tell you what, talk about the crowd likes Britt Baker, man. Oh, yeah. Crowd is, is really into Britt. I hope they don't pivot her to a straight-up face because of it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather her be the kind of stone-cold Steve Austin, like, I don't care mm-hmm. if you cheer yeah. me or boo me. Yeah, I, I'm not looking for that kind of thing because I like her having that edge. I don't want her as a baby face. Right. But I, I mean, who who loves their dentist that much? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, congrats to Britt Baker and Nyla on a good match. I say minus the knee drop. <laughs> yeah, it bugs me, irks me every time. <laughs> who would you have to hold yourself in that position? If you're relaxed and half unconscious, you're going to naturally fall. Yeah, yeah, that makes no sense. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, and I, actually, let me jump back just real quick to the uh, the Lance Archer victory. After the match, this guy came out, and I can't remember the name, but I think he's Haku's son. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's taller. He made Lance Archer look kind of short. Yeah. He is huge <laughs> from a height standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. that, that uh, Haku's son, if he's half as tough as Haku, it's going to be one heck of a... One heck yeah. of a wrestler. He's uh, half as tough as Haku, from what we hear. He's still tougher than everybody else on the roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was neat. Uh, he's also he was wearing a Bullet Club shirt, so he's part of the in New Japan Pro Wrestling Bullet Club as well. Um, and oh, I, I did want to point out, I really liked uh, the uh, 
Darby Allen match. I can't remember what the name of the guy he was wrestling was, but I think they billed him as also another son of Haku. <laughs> Gosh, wow, Haku. <laughs> Haku um, had quite the life. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. He's the uh, uh, the oh, who is uh, I'll say Bill Walton, but no, it's not him. He could have been a ladies' man, but I don't know. Uh, of basketball, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> He's Wilt oh, Chamberlain oh, 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 of yeah, the rest yeah. of the world. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, Darby Allen had a great match against him, uh, and he had uh, Orange Cassidy in his corner, and you had Sting there with Darby Allen. And we had this funny, great little interaction outside the ring with Sting and, and uh, Orange Cassidy doing the kicks in unison. The crowd loving every bit of it. Sting even threw in a Orange Cassidy esque beating of the chest. Yeah, <laughs> which was great. Um, and uh, and then of course almost the- cost Darby the match. Almost, yeah, almost cost him the match. Uh, and then towards the end of the match, of course. Uh, the blade, yeah, yeah, the blade, yeah. Uh, hit uh, Orange Cassidy from behind, knocking him out. They had a match later in the night, which um, Orange Cassidy ends up winning uh, with the orange punch. <laughs> I think that's what it's called, the orange punch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, which I think puts because they've had that little feud with them going on. I think that puts the the nail in the coffin of that so we can move on. Yeah. Is what it felt like. Like that was the kind of blow off match. But yeah. So AEW is strong, strong. We also, oh, Chavo, Chavo Guerrero Chavo, shows up on yeah. AEW too. Kind Makes of more in, sense than, than Vicky. Vicky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's kind of what they thought. It's like, yeah, we got to pivot away from Vicky being the one with him. since so she's got with Andrade. Yeah. With yeah, Andrade. Yeah. I'll do So yeah, good stuff. Um, Yeah. Anything else from AEW catch your eye? Uh, nope. All right. So we'll move on. But yeah, again, everybody had pretty good shows this week. I'll say that. Every, mm-hmm. every show is really good with crowds back. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Raw as we begin to wrap things up here. Plenty of stuff happened on Raw, though. We're going to kick it off. Uh, what's Well, what, what I thought had been brewing for months, which was a breakup of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. We got a hard pivot from that. Yep. We thought it was going to happen, but then no. After the match, you got Shanna sitting there blaming uh, uh, Reginald because he did end up costing them the match again, trying to help, but didn't. Um, and Nia's like, no, no, almost like she's being protective. And Shanna's like, you know, I'm right, blah, blah, blah. And then Nia just headbutts the crap out of him. And it's like, okay, now we're back to business with Nia and Shanna. I feel you, Reginald. <laughs> Been taking headbutts from all sides for a week now. Oh, that's true. Um, that's inside stuff. <laughs> but you can uh, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, I tell you, I do like this. I like this. I would prefer if they were going to book her correctly, Shana to be doing singles work. Yes, absolutely. But in lieu of that, I am. I don't want to see them split the two of them up if Shayna's just going to be booked the way she's been being booked. Mm-hmm. So I like them having a hard pivot if they're going to use this to build up the women's tag division. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, who, who knows if that's what's in store? Hopefully, we'll see. I, I don't trust yet, but we'll see. Yeah, 
But then you can't feel bad for Reginald for too long because he ends up winning the damn 24-7 title. Moments later. Mo- literally moments later. Yeah. As the 24-7 uh, chase <laughs> spills out into the ring as he's recovering from the headbutt and the beatdown. And uh, he ends up hitting a few pretty interesting little moves on um, uh, Tozawa. Tozawa and picking up the, the championship and then doing some flippy doodahs to do the escape <laughs> and run away. Although I thought it was funny because he does the he flips over the guy, runs up the ramp, and then poses. What did everybody <laughs> just stop? That's right. in the ring chasing. Like, oh, he he did the flip. We're all mesmerized. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he flat out beat Akira. To, like he didn't roll Akira Tozawa up. No, no. Like, he put him down, and he did like a somersault bonsai drop. Yeah. <laughs> and Ooh. got a three count. The bell rang. Yeah. <laughs> Like they presented it like a match. He flat out beat Akira Tozawa in an actual match in seconds. Yes. Reginald did. So uh, I feel bad for Akira Tozawa fans. Like people who followed him in Japan and they're oh, like, yay. Yeah. And they're wearing their Akira Tozawa shirts every Monday. <laughs> like, Cirque to <de> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Reginald, I guess. Your new 24 7 champion. Uh, yeah. Goodness. Um, he is pretty entertaining. I mean, I will say he, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's fun to watch. Those flips are impressive. He's very athletic. Yeah. His character is fun too. There's something about him just makes me laugh. Yeah. Again, it's just he's entertaining. He's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a segment backstage at uh, you know Little Miss Bliss's playground, and Alexa's there, and she's got a special guest. She's back. She's out of timeouts. Lily has re-entered the fold whatever that means <laughs> and wherever we're going to go with that we don't know still um again i'm not quite sure why we had the timeout. <laughs> uh if it was waiting for fans or kind of reevaluating what they were going to do with that angle of the gimmick who knows mm-hmm. uh but then of course even marie and dewdrop kind of drop in to the playground once again and uh eve marie proving that she can't even trip <laughs> That's convincingly convincing trip i've ever seen it i, I tell you that i, I gotta tell a, a work story here uh, mm-hmm. from when i worked at domino's mm-hmm. uh there was a guy i worked with i'm not gonna say any names just in case um but bill okay we'll call him bill we'll call him michael bill. oh bill michael okay uh Walter. but shut up <laughs> he's hurt he can't even defend his title right now don't besmirch Walter's good name. <laughs> um, but uh, Bill, we will say, uh, was another driver when I was doing delivery for Domino's uh, about four years ago. And he was just one of, I, I, I hate to talk bad about somebody. He's one of the worst drivers <laughs> that we probably ever had and was always trying to get sent home early. Oh, I don't feel good. It's like, why do you have this job if you never want to work? You know? And I, and one night, and I guess maybe he just kind of forgot we have cameras everywhere <laughs> in there. Uh, he's in the back washing dishes and I guess he wants to go home early. So he, uh, he falls. He says, uh, Oh, I fell. I hurt myself. My leg hurts. I need to go home. Obama tripped me. Yeah. So he gets sent home 
And then the manager and me and a few of the other good employees at the time went into the office to watch the video footage. Like, take it to the footage. And it was, I, I can't imagine I could say this, it was worse than the Eva Marie trip. You just, you just see him stop, give a look to like the left and the right real quick, and then just kind of uh, <laughs> fall <laughs> he down. Sits down. <laughs> just kind of leisurely lays down like I've fallen. <laughs> But that, that's what this reminded me of. It was just so bad. So it bad. Was. Oh, man. So I, I, I think, uh, this is just, again, speculation. I think we might be going towards Dewdrop teaming up with Alexa, eventually leaving Eva to be. Dewdrop slash Piper Niven's not going to take. Eva Marie's crap for yeah. too long. I mean, we from the first debut of the duo, they've been teasing that she's not going to take Eva Marie for too long. So, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen here with Alexa or maybe after Alexa, but yeah, at some point in the near future, I think Dewdrop is going to become Piper Niven and is going to split from Eva Marie. And what that means for Eva Marie, I don't know, because she definitely needs somebody with her. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, why is she back? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, Could Piper be Lily eventually? I I don't think so. I I, I don't know that we'll ever see a physical embodiment of Lily. It's true. It's very, very true. I, I don't think we're going to see that. Um, we did see, or Sister if we do, Abigail. it's going to be, huh? We did see Sister Abigail with Bray Wyatt in a dress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was about to say actually, if we do, I think it'll be Alexa herself in some form. Yeah, and that's what, again, that's what yeah. we called for so long is that she yeah. would be, a la the fiend. That would mm-hmm. be her fiend character. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in that part and to see where they go with Piper Niven in this Mm -hmm. because I like Piper Niven. I think she's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think she could run some really good programs with some champions. You know what I'm saying? I think she could be a good contender. Um, Speaking of other returns that were kind of a surprise, we had Bobby Lashley come out and he says, Hey, open challenge. Who wants to step up to this? Because I am the man. And Oh my God. God, Keith Lee comes back to Raw. So awesome to have Keith back. We've been missing you. He's been gone for months. We really don't know why. Uh, and they haven't said anything, and that's his his prerogative. It's personal. That's cool. We don't need to know. But I'm happy to have him back. Happy to have him back. I don't know why you bring him back to lose. <laughs> that <Nope>. doesn't make sense. <laughs> Uh, to me, I, I that's the one part I just I don't understand. Well, like Tom versus Starlight, Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley could have been a major program and a big pay per view main event. Yeah, I, I I would have rather this went to like a no contest or a DQ something, mm. protect Keith Lee, not just do the. I mean, he got pinned, right? It was a pinfall? Yeah, yeah. After pin, the spear, after yeah. the spear, yeah. Like, why not save that? Uh, and you could have that for down the line. Why bring him back to just lose on his return? Although, I mean, it was he was cursed. He's in his hometown, so. Yes, yes. Yeah, but why not build it, build him, so that you're like, oh, can you imagine if Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley squared off? 
who would win? How would they book that? Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you book Keith Lee strong enough so that he's not taking losses, Bobby Lashley's over here not taking losses. You could build to that and it could it could make money. And instead yeah. they just threw it out there and said, oh, this is what would happen. Keith Lee would lose. Mid card. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Keith Lee is better than the mid card. Yeah. Hands down. Do not mishandle him again. Yeah, please. Um, but on the tail of that, we get a challenger for Lashley, and it's Goldberg. Goldberg returns to Raw. Of course, this got heavily speculated over the weekend, yeah. so we kind of saw this coming. Like Cena. We kind of saw Cena coming. Yeah, yeah, and especially with the confirmation that Lesnar was not going to be part of SummerSlam, was not coming back at this time. So you slot Goldberg in there. It's like, okay, fine. I'm not really excited about it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Again, I... I think Goldberg makes for some exciting matches and the way I see it is I mean, for SummerSlam, they really haven't built anybody else that would give a SummerSlam worthy title match. It's true. For Bobby Lashley. Cause I mean, you can't do drew and I wouldn't want to no. see Drew in another match, mm-hmm. but you can't right now because of the stipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously can't get Lesnar. You ruined the, you could have done Keith Lee. Could have, you could have, but you screwed that up. Yeah. Um, heck I would have been okay with Xavier <laughs> versus Lashley. Yeah. I don't know if that's SummerSlam. Right. You know, main event. Yeah, right type. now it's not. Yeah. yeah. You could have maybe got there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we get Goldberg and it's, yeah, that's what Goldberg and Cena are. They're, they're marquee names. They're an attraction knows for the second or third, depending on your point of view, biggest show of the year. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people say that they're trying to, they're building SummerSlam to be pretty much on par with WrestleMania this year to kind of Mm -hmm. beat their WrestleMania because they'll have full crowds in, um, and not just, you know, a fraction like they did uh, for Mania this year. So uh, we'll see. And, La- and Lashley's going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's, a, that's the only thing that makes this okay is I know they're not putting the strap on Goldberg. Yeah. I know yeah. that he is going to be another uh, just notch in Lashley's belt to prove that he's this huge monster. Right. So it's an even bigger deal when Big E cashes in and takes that belt off of him. That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, you think he's going to jump? I think so. Because I, I think that is, I think this, I think they have some long-term storytelling going here. I think the Xavier, the cousin oh, connection. Yeah, of course. I of think course. this is all being built for Big E to come over and be like, no, nah, no, nah, I got you. Don't mess yeah. with my family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I would love to see it. I think that maybe would be even at SummerSlam. A cash in at SummerSlam after the Goldberg match. Mm-hmm. If Goldberg, you know, loses, but does some damage along the way. And I tell you, it makes sense because Goldberg, well, I don't know. It's going to be tough because you got Lashley and Goldberg and you're going to have Cena and Reigns. Yeah. What's the main event? Oh, Cena Reigns. Cena Reigns, hands down. Yeah. Uh, But still, that could be a huge pop for Big E to come out. And uh, heck, you could open the show with that. Mm -hmm. They do like to do that. Open Mm -hmm. show with uh, one big title and close it with the other. So... I, I, again, that's what I want. That's how I'd, I'd book it that way. But yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, let's let's go on to uh, other 
just WTF, guys. Uh, Karrion Cross makes his Raw debut as NXT champion. No Scarlet, no Smoke, no entrance, just the music and him walking down to the ring. This reminded me of um, the Ringmaster. <laughs> just the, 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 the eerie music and the no-nonsense walking down before we really knew that stone cold could be stone cold you're just like okay i don't know about it, this dude <laughs> it really was like a wwe created an entrance on a video game yes uh yeah and he takes on jeff hardy who uh comes out to no more words returning to one of his former uh theme songs and mm-hmm. as we talked about this outside of the show very cool this was in his contract he's like i want yeah when live crowds are back i want this theme song <laughs> yeah as part of my contract and that was i think that's cool mm-hmm. now this match doesn't even go two minutes and you'd be thinking oh squash match karen cross destroyed jeff hardy no no that's not how they did it no 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 <laughs> they decided to take a huge crap on nxt and everybody that works there and have hardy beat him in less than two minutes yeah. now again Neither of us are really sold yet on a main roster carrying cross. I'm definitely not. I know you're definitely not. I'm on the fence. But as it stands with, as we've been talking about, NXT should be viewed as a third brand, not the developmental, because week after week, they beat Raw typically in, I I believe, storytelling and in-ring product quality. SmackDown still does great. Not going to take anything away from SmackDown. Um, But I think it's SmackDown number one, NXT number two, Raw's number three Mm -hmm. in my mind. And no offense to Jeff Hardy, who I love, is a great performer. But a two-minute match, you basically just said that, okay, NXT isn't anything. Nobody from NXT has business on the main card is what you just told everybody by doing this. Yeah, my my issue with it is not that it's cross. It was that it was the NXT champion. Yes, it's like come it on. Yeah, because it does it does hurt everybody who went out of their way to make him to at least try to make him look like something in NXT. Yeah, like Finn Balor and you know all of them. Um, <clears throat> what did they do that for? Yeah, because I mean it's it's kind of trickled down because we just talked about Balor coming back. Mm-hmm. Cross destroyed Balor. Yep. So, where does that leave? What? So, Ballard, like, is he worse than Cross? Right. Does, is is Adam Cole worthless? Is everybody in NXT that crosses beat worthless? Right. Keith Tom, Lee. Every, yeah, Keith Lee is like, come on. Yeah. This is this is bad, and like, is is Vince sending Triple H a message? <laughs> What's up with the presentation of Cross too? Yeah. Why no Scarlet? Why no elaborate entrance? Why just him walking to the ring? Because he I've mentioned this before on the show. I was talking about it with you the other day. Like, I don't think he's got it on his own. He, yeah. I don't think he had any presence on Monday night. I don't think he had any charisma on Monday night. He just looked like a dude that was out there trying to be a wrestler. The crowd wasn't buying into it. They were cheering for Jeff Hardy. They didn't care about Cross. Um, other than you know the handful who do watch NXT, um, I think they were excited because Cross was on coming on Raw. Right, like, NXT champions here. 
right. but they may not be into cross right specifically um because they 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 were cheering for jeff hardy hardy was yeah. having a bigger reaction than cross oh yes um so you know that's not a good sign um to be fair he also didn't have much time to win the, to try to win them over yeah um yeah so uh, yeah i'm not a cross fan but he was not given a chance here i have to admit that yeah and again it's like if you'd have went 10 minutes and had Hardy pull out a victory, I'd feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's Jeff Hardy. He's a former multi-time champion. There's no shame in losing to Jeff Hardy. Right. That's not my argument here. It's two minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's the big problem. So I, well, big, and he was undefeated. Yeah. Nobody had beaten cross. And then Jeff Hardy's like on all that. <laughs> NXT yeah. doesn't matter. It's like you're under. Well, let's talk to Oscar. Um, Mansoor. Mansoor. We don't care about your undefeated streaks. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care how long you've not been beaten by any other wrestler ever. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And it's like, yeah, with the not having Scarlet, not giving him the full entrance, are they, do they not want him to get over? Yeah. I don't understand. I, I kind of got it when it was on main event because like nobody was there. Yeah. And nobody was watching. It was almost like a tryout. But it's more of a Raw? tryout match. But yeah, Raw. And you're and you you're putting him in the third hour, mm-hmm. you know, the go home part of the show. It's like, come on. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh we also had uh Drew McIntyre and um some more development with him and um um gender. Gender. I'm just blanking on names. Uh, but it breaks down and a chair and Drew just goes crazy on Shanky. <laughs> just beats the living tar out of him with a chair. She's back? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, this is the most chair shots I've seen in WWE in a while. <laughs> yeah. And the Foley, most... Mick Foley was critical of this. Did you, yes. did you catch this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, fill us in. Let us know. Uh, Foley said that uh, that number of chair shots should uh, really only be to build to a really big, either build to or deliver on a really big program, like a main event program. And I've, I've got to say, like, kudos to Shanky for taking there and for sitting there and taking that. Yeah. But what is this going to do for Shanky's career? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing. This was to build Drew and, and Jinder Mahal. Jinder, yeah. Shanky's not going to get a thing out of it. So to ask him to do that, to take those, because those were hard shots, all of them, hard yes. shots. So to ask him to do that and not get anything in return for it, uh, yeah, I'm with Foley on that. Yeah, a little. And it's not Drew. It's not Drew. Drew. No, no it was the the creative. It wasn't Drew. No. Again, could have been. You could have got the same effect with like two, three chair shots, mm-hmm. not yeah. like fifteen or twenty. Because I mean, he just kept going. Yeah, kept going. So I, I I don't know. I assume um, it was creative and not Drew. I guess I can't. I can't. Yeah, we can't. That, but guarantee that. But you would think. That's, you would think, because otherwise they'd be taking major liberties with, yeah. with somebody. And, I don't, and with I don't a think chair, that, that's that's mm, that's big stuff. I don't, I don't think he would do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a Money in the Bank rematch uh, to be the main event of the show, which was Charlotte Flair defending her title, newly won, against Rhea Ripley. 
a full face Rhea Ripley now. A full face, yeah. No, no question now. Why wasn't she the whole time? Oh my goodness! <laughs> what? Uh, and again, it's all about how they presented her. Yeah, you could have done the exact same thing you wanted to do with her stealing Charlotte's stuff and outdoing Charlotte at her own game and still presented her as a face, but you didn't do that. You tried to make it look like she was just a heel. (laughs) So you could have done it better. They don't, but we get the full face Rhea Ripley this time. Um, They have another, it's a good match. You know, yeah, kind of standard. Uh, Being a face, Rhea was made to look more competitive this time. Yeah. Um, And... We get to the end. It ends up the DQ. Yes. 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 Ends up in a DQ. um, Rhea wins. Rhea wins, and they they still have some brawl in it, and Rhea just kind of, after the the match is over, beats the trash out of Charlotte. (laughs) And hits the riptide. Yeah, hits the riptide. On the outside. On the outside, yes, yes. And then Nikki Cross. Nikki A.S.H. Uh, yes, Nikki A.S.H. Almost a superhero runs down to the ring. Is it going to happen? Yes, she cashes in and goes to the top. Yells at Charlotte to get up, get up, get up. She does. Hits the cross body, gets the one, two, three. And your new Raw Women's Champion is Nikki. Always a superhero. Thank you, Beth Phoenix. I think they should keep that. Um I talk about a surprise when the whole time I'm thinking at the end of this night, the reason they put him in the main event is because Becky's showing up. (laughs) I was thinking that at first, and that's another return that we kind of need now. Um, Yeah. And I don't, I don't even miss Becky by the way, because of the way she was booked, but even I'm like, all right, we know it's coming. So just, just do it and, and let's move on with it. But I was thinking that for most of the night. And then the further we got into the night, First of all, my friend Mark called it early ah. uh, in the night. And so I had that in the back of my mind. But the further we got on into the night, I realized they haven't even mentioned Nikki. Yep. And they hadn't, they hadn't mentioned her once. It, it was similar to what I was saying earlier with Michael Cole when he said, ask Sasha Banks how that feels. And as soon as he mentioned her, I said, she's not showing up. Because they hadn't mentioned Nikki, I, I realized, oh, yeah, they're doing the cash in. Otherwise, I mean, that's why you open with the night after Money in the Bank, who won Money in the Bank. You have yeah. a, a video that recaps the show. No, they didn't do that. Mm. And so, yeah, I wasn't too surprised by the time it, it uh, came around and happened. But I was pleased. Yes. Uh, super excited. I think this is awesome. Um, yeah, Becky not coming back because I assumed they would have Becky back for SummerSlam. And mm-hmm. I mean, it still could happen. We, we yeah. have five weeks. There, right. There's, Easily enough time for that to happen. Four now, really. Okay, four weeks technically, but, um, but and it may be now is like, where do you put her if she yeah. comes back? Uh, do you throw her into a title match? Is that the money match for SummerSlam? Nikki and Becky. Seems odd. That seems like an odd choice. Four corners. Fatal four way. Fatal four way, which could give you an excuse to keep the belt on Nikki. Right. Uh, just because there's, you know, you can protect other people and still have her win because I, I really hope we're not going to get into, um, and we talk a little bit about this on our bonus episode for next week about champions 
being booked very weak. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's not what we're going to do here, that she's going to be super weak in the booking of her as a champion. I thought it made sense when she won Money in the Bank and Liv didn't because of how both of them had been portrayed, whereas Liv has been portrayed as having to work for everything and getting no shortcuts. That's what Money in the Bank is. It's a shortcut. So it made sense that Liv didn't win. And then where Nikki lately has been portrayed as being a lucky winner instead of a lovable loser, well, that money in the bank gives her a way to luckily win the women's championship. So it made sense when I thought about it after it happened, hindsight being 2020, I don't think she's a long-term champion because her name isn't Charlotte and her name isn't Becky. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, I just... I don't want her to just turn around and lose it at SummerSlam. I would yeah. like her to at least have it a little bit longer. Yeah. But again, I don't know that she's a long-term champion, so I don't yeah. know that she would keep it all the way to like a Survivor Series. I don't see her getting away from Charlotte with the championship and on to somebody else who isn't Charlotte or Becky. I don't see a pay-per-view where we have Nikki versus whoever. I'm trying to think of raw people now. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, when you look at it, it's like Nikki versus Rhea. I don't mm-hmm. see her getting booked convincingly over Rhea. Right. Fall. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Charlotte. Same thing with Becky. Yeah. Um, or, or moving, just moving out of the Charlotte Rhea story and having a championship story with, you know, somebody, Anaya or yeah. Shayna or something. Not, I, I do love the responses. People were congratulating Nikki left and right for her yeah. win. And I do love Shayna's response because they had a great. I may have pro- seen it, but I don't, I don't remember. They had a great program it. in NXT mm-hmm. when Shayna was the champion, and Nikki challenged her because Nikki like stole the belt at one point, and they 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 had some good interaction there. But Shayna said, "Every hero needs a villain." Oh, uh, I did see that. Yeah, I'd be down for that program. Yeah, uh, but again, how do you get away from Charlotte, Rhea, a returning Becky? not being involved how do you not have them involved in the title picture i mean nikki versus a heel alexa would be a lot of fun and a great story because of the tag mm-hmm. team championship and them being friends and everything yeah and, and now their characters that they have yeah, yeah. it yeah so i don't know i th- it's very interesting I, I, i'm interested to see where they go with this um again but all the congratulations to nikki um i think that's awesome she is one of those uh journey women that has been with the company for quite some time and has proved at every point that she is a hard worker. Um, and she is good in the ring. They haven't presented her really good, you know, recently, but she, like I say, that program she had with, uh, Shayna, the program she had with Oscar. Yeah. Was awesome. And, uh, last woman standing match. Yeah. Which I, and I thought she was going to be the one to beat Oscar's undefeated streak (laughs) Mm -hmm. when that Mm -hmm. happened. Um, she was great with, as a tag team champion with Alexa. Mm-hmm. So she is a great performer. I think she is deserving of a champion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to take anything away from her. I need her to sign my replica belt now. There you go. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to her. I think that is awesome. Uh, but where it goes from here, who knows? We'll have to wait yeah. and see. I'm skeptical. Yeah. Please don't disappoint us. That's all I'm saying. Please, please don't fall into old tropes. Yep. With your creative. They want Charlotte to have more title reigns. 
I really, God, please don't do the whole. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll have an episode that won't be positively wrestling. <laughs> Call it negatively wrestling, where we talk all about the crap we don't like. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was, I mean, that's raw. That was everything. Which, which would not include the WWE shop customer service. No, they're awesome. Awesome. Yes. Um, but that's our show for the week. That, uh, like I say, we had a lot to talk about, and it took a while. Man, it did. But it was, like I say, it was a great week of wrestling. And I'm, yeah. I am kind of rejuvenated as a fan. Mm-hmm. being able to have the energy of the crowds back. So, and I'm invested. We've got some setup for some great storylines across all companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, I, I kind of made a mention of it. Uh, get well soon to Walter. I'll say that NXT. Yeah. UK. Well, the, uh, I, it was uh, apparently a storyline injury because the, oh. that match is now booked for NXT takeover the night after SummerSlam. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, that's they right. Cause that, that yeah technically on, today when we're yeah, recording when but. we're recording on nxt uk yesterday if you're listening to this on friday yeah they, they announced it yeah so i think that was just a storyline to 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 delay the match to get it onto a bigger okay. a bigger stage okay yeah. cool well i'm glad he's not hurt <laughs> yeah. i like walter he's 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 double yeah. tough yeah. and i am interested in seeing that uh that match with was it dragon off yeah really dragon i think that that's gonna be ugh. That's going to be a hard hitting match. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I think that is very, and that is very cool that we're going to get takeover the night after SummerSlam since SummerSlam is on a Saturday. On Saturday. Right. In right. NXT. I, I have to say, I did groan a little bit because I thought, ah, I thought I was going to have my Sunday. <laughs> to just to not have to worry about staying up late or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'll be back teaching class by that point. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. thought I was going to have my Sunday. <laughs> that's why i want pay-per-views on saturdays yes but yay and then they took it from me they're like ah psych <laughs> yeah we just teased you oh goodness but we hope everybody out there enjoyed this week just like we did i hope all the fans uh really got back into us and i will say ratings wise big big bumps for everybody basically big around the they, horn they still need them bigger but yes to move in the right direction yeah. yes uh considering some of the lows we've been hitting lately yeah. Getting, we uh, want them back to pre-pandemic levels. Yes. They weren't there, but hopefully we can get there. In the right direction. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let us know what you thought about what, what, uh, fans being back. Yeah. And, um, again, bonus episode next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what did you love? I know that's what you were... That's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, so, Mayu wins over Oedo Tai, and Starlight rejects her. And... Uh, Feeling feeling good about themselves, Oedo Tai gets in the ring, and Oedo Tai's music hits, and they're doing their poses. Like Starlight got one over, we lost the match, but we won the war. Moral victory. My my who picks up the microphone and says, "Oh no 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 no! Stop that music! I won the match. Play my music. Like, <laughs> you know, na 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 na. That one. Play that music. Get out. <laughs> Get out of the ring. I won the match." <laughs> It was fantastic. <laughs> that is that is great. That is yeah. awesome. It's almost heelish, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dig it. That's awesome. Uh, for me, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it is definitely worth watching. Check out the Broken Skull Session with Kevin Nash. 
Yep, I did get to watch that. Yes, I'm a huge fan of Nash, and this is a, a great Broken Skull. You, him, and Austin, such good friends, best friends, uh, and uh, well, I won't say best, but very, very close friends. We'll say that um, throughout the years, and the conversations they have are just just right off the top of the tongue. You could tell they're they're having a great time. Even Austin's like, "I'm gonna crack one open right now at the top of the show." <laughs> Uh, they just start drinking early and uh, I love uh, Nash telling the story about where he first got in and he went to the, the wrestling school uh, and he was talking about, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those schools where you go in and, uh, at, at, and beginning of the day, they show you some moves and they bring in a couple uh, shooters to kind of beat the crap out of you. <laughs> and then yeah. nobody comes back and he's like, well, I came back. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, it was really funny because the guy was like, hey, you're never going to believe this. One of them came back. Which one? The big one. <laughs> I love the conversation he has about that story. It's great. But definitely check it out. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite of the Broken Skull sessions that they've had so far. But yeah, so that's what we loved. Uh, and the crowd's being back. Everything. Great week. Tune in next week for our bonus episode on the great american bash 2006 we will be back with you in two weeks for our regularly scheduled programming uh again as we said uh, last week uh give us some uh, some feedback what what parts of the show do you like the most uh do you like our recaps do you like us uh doing the three count what's your favorite thing that we do tell us we'd like to know we always want to be improving our show and taking things in different directions i know we had a great uh suggestion uh thrown to us for a possible future bonus episode with king of the ring i saw that from twitter which is awesome um we'll try to get bonus episodes out whenever we can but again things are about to get even busier but things are getting busy so we'll get there when we can um and thank you for all the suggestions that we do get we do appreciate them we're sorry we can't get to them all and get to them quicker um but yeah reach out to us you can get us on twitter at plus wrestlecast that's p-l-u-s wrestlecast you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom you can even search for us on facebook just search for the positively wrestling podcast and you can download our podcast wherever your favorite on your favorite podcasting platforms which you already know because you're already listening uh (laughs) but that's all we got this week anything to close us out steve I am good to go. I'll give you a report. Hopefully I will be meeting Ty Conti next week. That's we'll see. We'll see how my money holds out, but that's the hope. (laughs) That's the hope. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys have a great weekend. We will talk to you in a few weeks. Enjoy crowds being back. Big, big things I think are on the horizon for wrestling everywhere. And we will talk to you later right here on positively wrestling. Matane.